Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Hello and welcome to another edition of Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino and I'm your host and I'm here with Talent on Loan from Rush. Uh, my guest today is Neil Alston. Neil, uh, welcome to Fides Podcast. Welcome. It's an honor to be on the show. Oh, absolutely. Great to, for you to be here. I'm, I'm really glad and excited. So so just to introduce who Neil is. So Neil is the co-founder uh, of uh, the Abide Bible app. So many of you hopefully are using it or, or will be very shortly. Um, it's a Christian meditation app, and it's doing really, really well. Um, Neil, tell me how, what motivated you to start this, because um, you you used to work at Google, and you're doing great things, and then you obviously got into this. So, so what motivated you to do this? You know, I was at Google for almost seven years, and I was working on launching, I helped launch Android, and just uh, did a whole bunch of things on YouTube. Mm -hmm and saw how we were shaping people's behavior at Google through the experiences we were creating. And the question, and we were experimenting on everybody all the time. I mean, literally running hundreds of experiments every single day to find out what would get you to do what we wanted you to do. And the question for me was, well, what's the end game here? Like, so you're getting people to do stuff. What are you getting them to do? And is it helpful? And is it beneficial? As I was talking with a lot of friends, I just felt really, uh, sense of calling to say like let's get people to do what is most important and valuable and if we get them to spend time doing that their life is going to be better and the world is going to be a better place and it should hopefully be a successful product too right like it will eventually be a successful business so that was really the motivator is to say let's use this these methods of you know scientific technological innovation but for the goodness of bringing god's truth into the world that's really cool because I, I hadn't really thought about it that way as far as what so many of the social media does is they try to and, and marketing and right advertising, they try to get you to do something, take action and do That's something. Right. And um, yeah, why not do it, use it for good, right? To get people to do good things. So um, so then you you uh, take me maybe through that journey, just out of curiosity to leave Google and get this started. Did you start this while you were still at Google, kind of like on the side? And then, you know, and then when I did you did. take that leap? I, I told my boss I wanted to work on this on the side for a while. And he was like, good luck. That's not competing with what Google does. So I don't care. <laughs> That's funny. And I actually spent almost a year just getting to know other Christian technologists who were mm -hmm. interested in doing this similar work. I threw a bunch of events. We actually started a whole hackathon series where people would get together a couple times a year to kind of create new products. Um, and that, and then as part of that process, found some other people who were really like-minded. And we also found something that worked. And I think that was what was kind of the motivator was as we went through this, we, we asked people, what was your most common behavior in mm -hmm. your spiritual life? And they said prayer. And we're like, okay, how much do you like praying? And a lot of people said, you know, it's really hard. I don't know how to do it well. And we tested a bunch. So you imagine, right? Like here's your most common spiritual practice and people mm -hmm. say it's hard and not working well for them. And we tried a whole bunch of stuff. And there was this magical moment 
when we were testing audio content and we recorded a bunch of prayers. I literally just hacked by recording them on my phone and sent them to a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And it was like electric. People were like, I would listen to this every day. This made my week. This was the best piece of content I had all year. And it was just this. And then it became this, well, if I know the good I can do and I don't do it, that's bad. That's bad, right? If I know that this will help people, I should, we should try and launch it. And so that was what really at that point got us into the saying, hey, let's do this. And obviously things have evolved since there. But that core thing of guiding people in audio prayer is still part of everything that we do in the app. And it's just powerful. And, and it, it's, it's, it's life-giving. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So what, um, you know, curious is you don't have to go through everything and, you know, but what, what was this sort of the, the magic or the key to that, that caused people to say, Hey, I struggle with prayer, but whoa, this, this helped me not to struggle. Like what, 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 what is it about the app for those that don't know? Great question. And the simplest thing is that we help them pray scripture is that if you pray what's true, it's always true yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And you're asking for that to be true in your life. And you're sort of taking refuge in that. And that process, but doing it in a way that's, that feels relevant to, to you, that feels really close, that's teaching you that practice, that is the bomb. All I can tell you is if you spend time, even just a minute or two, praying for key scriptures to be true in your life it is just a transformative experience for you emotionally and spiritually mm -hmm. awesome so um so you've experienced some huge growth so you started this in in 2015 correct correct um and you've experienced uh, some huge growth in the past really few years but even yep. even in more recently what what do you attribute that massive growth to I think there's a real hunger for spiritual, for, for connecting with God and people are finding um, it hard to do during the week, especially to be honest, like even, you know, maybe people are in church on Sunday pre COVID. And now that we, we actually, our usage is way up in this COVID environment because people aren't being able to go physically off into church. And that's mm -hmm. obviously we want that to change and we want people yeah. there, but is to be present on demand for people to get that uplift, that, that same kind of uplifting feeling they get when they go and they have community at church and they go through experience, they come out and they're like, wow, that was awesome. I just mm -hmm. feel invigorated. Um, so I think that's really what has been the uplift for us. And also doing things that are um, things that you that a typical pastor couldn't do. Like one of our most popular things is we put people to sleep every night, sort of mm -hmm. praying over them, reading them scripture, telling them stories. I mean, a lot of preachers put people to sleep with the Bible. Let's say that, right? It's been going on a long time. No, but, but, but doing that to help people fall asleep at night is a really rich and beautiful experience. And it's a blessing. And I can't tell you how many people struggle with insomnia and they listen to our app and they say, I haven't slept in years, more than four hours. And I slept eight hours last night. And that like blessing people with those kind of things is just, it, it makes it explosive. So we have a YouTube channel that is just huge mm -hmm. and our so, app is doing really well. So yeah, because people, people want the content. People want it. Yeah. And, and it's interesting you say about uh, falling asleep. I, my kids are experts at that at church. So they, <laughs> they, they found that solution years ago, but, um, but yeah, just thinking about going to sleep and going to sleep to something 
uh, spiritual or comforting as opposed to what, uh, you know, most of us do worrying, uh, concerned about the day running through what we did or didn't do for the day, what we got going the next day, what's going to go wrong, uh, safety of our kids, all that kind of stuff. And to go to sleep with something, um, calming and relaxing is extremely appealing. So well, it is. And one thing to add to that is that mm-hmm. we've done a bunch of research on this. And the last thing that your brain is thinking about when you fall asleep actually changes what your brain does at night and how it develops. Mm-hmm. And there's, if you fall asleep with the trust and the love and the security of knowing that there's a good God who's around you, who's protecting you, it actually changes your brain development. And that is something that blows my mind is that how you fall asleep actually helps change the way that your brain develops. And so just to say, like, there's, I think there's even, there's a lot going on there that's very rich for people to be able to help them in that experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's really great. Um, So something else that you, in just doing some, some background into, um, to your app and all, all of you, um, about you, um, all good stuff. But uh, you, one of the things that you had mentioned was that it, it was a conduit to, to doing this and, and what has made it successful is uh, the content that's out there now. For example, you mentioned Netflix and uh, some of the you know trash that they put out there and that obviously people are consuming that. So maybe many people are falling, to, falling asleep to that or that's running their lives, yeah. um, you know, talk about the impact. And I think you even mentioned one particular show um, that had a lot of controversy on Netflix. Um, so expand on that a little bit. Well, absolutely. I think that one of the things just, you know, advice wise for people to be a bit mindful of, especially as you're winding down your day is, that if you're feeding into the anxiety or horror or like really negative things that that a lot of these shows like to hook into, right? That suspense of Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, the world is crazy and falling apart. Um, It's very destabilizing for for you when you fall asleep. And it it also removes you kind of from the truth of what is is real in this world and the things that are, are true and important. And so, we just try to stand up for um, receiving the content that is going to help you wind down effectively. Mm-hmm. And, and par- there's a lot of things that we would typically do in a wind down process that we don't do anymore. Like, you know, screens off, you know, you're in a darker room, you're breathing and relaxing, and you're also feeling loved and supported. Like that is just, if you're comfortable and loved and supported, you're gonna fall asleep like a baby. And if you're not, and if you're anxious and you've got these bright lights on stuff, you're, you're not going to. And so just from a, I think that if, if what we try to encourage people and we have reminders in the app, right? So that we'll send you a nighttime reminder to say, here's a suggested story at the time you want. I don't know when you fall asleep, you know, when you fall asleep to be able to say like, here's an opportunity for you to listen to a Psalm or a Bible story, or be able to just give, even have a wind down exercise and remind you to say, maybe it's time to turn off the TV. It's 11, it's midnight, it's one o'clock. I don't yeah. know when you go to sleep, but you tell me and we'll be there for you because it makes all the difference. I do this at night where I don't feel like I'm going to fall asleep. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got all stuff going on. And I, and I, and I, dim you know turn the lights off and put on the content and literally within like three or four minutes i'm in a happy blissful state falling asleep it's just Mm -hmm. it's very powerfully effective but if you haven't tried it i just encourage you to you know any of your your listeners who are out there 
to try the experience because it um, it really just feeds into the way God designed us, I think, to to sleep and to rest. And so it's really fun to be able to speak into that. Yeah. So actually, a friend of mine uh, was talking about about this, ironically, a few weeks ago and was just saying sort of what you just said is that I, I've never gotten such good night's sleep and and I've never fallen asleep so fast in my life. And, you know, he's a guy with kids and stuff like that. And uh, so it's amazing. And I will say, if you can come up with an app that can keep my six-year-old out of our bed at night, that will help <laughs> me sleep really, really well. Cause he's been driving me crazy lately. <laughs> um, so, you know, speaking of all this, um, you know, moral degradation, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it certainly is out there and people's minds are being filled with it everywhere you know, maybe getting a little philosophical here, you know, where, where do you think it's coming from? I mean, you're in California, you're in San Francisco specifically. Um, maybe you see it more than we do here in Ohio, but uh, you know, what do you, you attribute the degradation of our society to? You know, I saw a lot of this at Google and there's actually this whole movement in Silicon Valley about investing in the seven deadly sins. Cause one of, there's a guy, one of the guys who's a chief, guy for uh, investor in LinkedIn um, had said that, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to get people to do things they can't stop doing than to get them to do the things they should. And what I've seen happen is that even on every one of these things, Netflix, Hulu, all these different stations are testing what will hook you. They're testing all these different shows, these different storylines, these different things that feed into hooking you into stuff. And so I, part of what has happened is that we've gotten exceptionally good as businesses because there's trillions of dollars on the line here, mm-hmm. trillions of dollars on the line to hook people into experiences. And it turns out that in the short run, the seven deadly sins and that kind of stuff is extremely effective at hooking people. You know, and I mean, you think about just like sex, right? Sex used to be really hard to get. You had to have a commitment often and get married and do all that stuff. And then you had consequences and a baby if all of a sudden things, right? And now it's like virtually everywhere and cheap. You can just go online and just view whoever you want, whenever you want and do whatever you want. And so now, and and they're like Pornhub is testing. They're spending billions of dollars testing on how to hook people into this experience. You know, and it's not by accident that this, these things are happening. So I think it's just a bit of warning that if you put yourself in environments that are healthier and that are going to lead to that, you're going, we can give you that benefit of using those tools to make it your life better and healthier and read the Bible more and work out more and, you know, just live a healthier lifestyle. And if you choose not to, there's a lot of things that will pull you into a negative experience and, um, it's, it's, a real, it's a real call for this season for us as a people to press into um, technologies and organizations that are doing good and being helpful because those are the ones that by, cert, by, by having people use our app, it allows us to be more effective. I can hire data scientists to go out and do, do the same work. So that's, that's just something that I have to say is, is to be careful knowing that this isn't happening by accident. Yeah. That there's a lot of intentionality behind driving you to get addicted into things that may not be helpful for you because they're not in it for you. They're in it for themselves. <laughs> right. So. No, that's interesting. The seven deadly sins. So basically it's, it's easy to be bad now, easier to be bad these days, right? It's easy. 
you, you have access to it. Whereas in the old days, I mean, yeah, it wasn't that easy. Yeah. And, and you have PhDs from MIT trying to try to figure out how to make you be bad. Now, do you think that the, for example, these PhDs or these people wherever that are trying to get you to be bad outside of the, you mentioned Pornhub or whatever it was, yep. do, do you, do you, well, maybe even them too. Do you think that they know they're trying to get people to be bad or they're saying, this is what our data shows people get sucked into or want and we can make money that way. It's but I think some of them do. And some of them are hoping that just being amoral, it's that, 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 that things will turn out. And I think one of these great examples is like Facebook. I don't think Facebook is necessarily like a bad or evil company. I have a bunch of friends who work there. I have a bunch of Christian friends who work there. As a matter of fact, I know the head mm-hmm. of the Christian group at Facebook, she's a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. But when you create these environments, and your whole goal, they literally, their whole goal is to get people to spend more time on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, that's it. And even if they have principles, that what happens on there, if you're just trying to get people to spend more time on Facebook, things happen. And a lot of those things aren't positive. And so I think that this is something that um, is, you get both. You get some people mm-hmm. who, are, who are try to do bad and sometimes you get people who just feed into the bad because their goal is, they're, they're not looking at health. Their goal isn't to make you a healthier person. Yeah. And their goal is to, to suck up all of your time right. every day. And that is not, a, I just don't think that's a healthy goal. Yeah. To be, you know, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's something that we're just going to continue to cycle through over time. And it's competitive. And the thing that is so hard about this is if you're not doing it, your competitor is, and your competitor is going to beat you. And so it's just built into the system. I'm, I'm a big fan of capitalism in general, but it, it's a, uh, this particular attention is a really hard one because people are, are, are fighting for attention uh, in some ways that sometimes aren't helpful. And sometimes they're very helpful. There's a lot of great mm-hmm. platforms out there, but um, it's, a, it's, this is a bit of a, the competition of our era is for your attention. Yeah. You know, what I think is what is, is neat about what you're doing and, and you're seeing it in other places. Um, you know, and I'm forgetting the, if it's an app or, or what it is, but it's a streaming platform that uh, plays the shows or the movies or whatever without the nudity and some of the other yeah. things like that. It, it's sort of like using the existing platforms but use them for good, right? So while they may be lousy in a lot of ways, but we can use them for good. So the internet and apps and streaming is all good. Let's pull the good out of it, I guess. Exactly. No, I I think we can do a lot of that. Like we do a lot of those things in the app is we personalize content suggestions for people using computer science to do that, to sort of say, what do we think you're going to like the most based Mm -hmm. off of what you've listened to? And Mm -hmm. we can give great recommendations for that. I think that's beautiful. I think there's things that we can do that are just really helpful and beautiful. But the intention there is to say like, we're going to give you something that is going to help you have a great time with God and lower your anxiety and, you know, help you be a better person. And, 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 And it's fun to be able to do that. Yeah, you know, I I agree, and I think um, like for instance, some I, I use Facebook for my program, and I 
find guests and I communicate with guests and I promote it, even though in a lot of ways I hate Facebook, you know, I hate some of the things that they've done or do or whatever, but there is use to it and we could use oh, it for, for sure. good, you know, and I think that's why we don't want to become those people that, you know, pull ourselves out of society. Let's totally. use society. I agree with you on that. And there's a lot of, and there are people at Facebook, as a matter of fact, the guy who I know the engineer who invented um, Facebook groups, mm -hmm. he invented it because he thought he wanted a place for his church to come together on Facebook. He's like, wouldn't it be awesome if my church could have a place where we could all meet and share stuff. And it's just cool. And now you have like, you know, tens, ten, hundreds of thousands of churches using that feature. Yeah. So there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of good that can come out of it too. Yeah, no, for sure. I think it, I think I really agree with you. And I think it's I think, again, we need to use it. Um, and we are and we are using it. Um, sure. Yeah, what I what I like about your app and what you're doing is, you know, you know, my wife and I use an app for doing workouts, you know, we, we get workout programs on there, and we turn on the app and stuff. So and that's pretty well known to put on use an app to improve your yourself physically. Here's an app to improve yourself mentally, emotionally, and most importantly, spiritually, right? And um, no, that's it, right. And that's something that we really just see huge benefits. And we have a testimonial section where people share the stories of impact from listening to the content and the number of people who have come in um, with uh, spiritual issues, um, broken relationships, dealing with divorce, dealing with hardship, mm -hmm. and have found renewal and refreshment in there has been super powerful and even people be dealing with things like hard things people dealing with financial uh brokenness with kids who have fallen away from the lord with spouses who have died i mean we had, we've had a testimony recently that came in of a woman who had been listening to the content with her husband as her husband was ailing and passed away and she's still listening regularly to it she said you were there on my husband's deathbed giving him comfort and assurance that he's going to spend time with the Lord forever. And I can't thank you enough for that. And to, for me to be like, I wasn't sitting in the room with her. I don't even know. I, I don't right. like really know her. And to know that we were there for somebody in those kind of moments to give them and like strength and encouragement is just, I mean, it, it like, you know, brings me to tears to think about honestly, how, how much people need that in those moments. And a lot of people are alone in those moments. A lot of people mm -hmm. are, feel cut off in those moments. Um, and and to, to be able to help them with that spiritual uplift through just good, consistent word of God. We just come back to the word of God and we're like, here it is. Reflect on it, think about it, absorb it, remember it and, um, and, and, and bring it into your day. And it's, it, it's transformational to do because like, you know, a lot of technology is trying to distract you mm -hmm. uh, and, and we're trying from God and not, sure. not intentionally distract you from God, but that's a side effect of right. it. And to be right. able to remind you to say like, come back every hour, a couple hours, even for a minute and be reminded of God's goodness. You're like, wow, the world's actually not a bad place. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that is really, that's a great story about uh, being there with, uh, with a gentleman on his deathbed, I guess, and, yep. and with his wife. And you think, you know, one of the biggest challenges people have, especially now with COVID, um, has been loneliness, right? I mean, the isolation and with technology today, here's a way you can connect, but it's not connecting to some actors in a, you know, in a series or a movie, it's connecting to something that's personally, in a way, speaking to you. 
um, so yeah, that, that would, that would be really cool to hear that story. If, if I were you, I don't, <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Um, so this is really, really great stuff. And I, I really, I hope everybody listening, um, you know, gets on the abide app and, and recommends it to other people, tell your friends and family. I mean, it's super easy so they can get it. I presume on the, um, I shouldn't say, I presume I know the app store. Um, and you mentioned a YouTube channel too That's right you can you can get it on the the app which has all of our content on the app store and okay. on google play um and we also have a popular uh youtube youtube channels we have several youtube channels that have different kinds of sleep content um daily reflections and other stuff and our, our pod we also have a podcast that's uh, doing really well um and so you, you know, welcome you to any of those spaces. And if you want to get the app, you can get a discount if you go to abide.co slash friend uh, for your show, your friend of ours, get 25% off if you want to get the premium subscription. We have a bunch of free content on there too. If you just want to come in and poke around, there's a, we, we've got a ton of um, things for you to come in and listen to. And um, I would encourage you to give us, you know, give it a try. Yeah, absolutely. So you said it was abide.co? Yeah, abide.co slash friend is where you friend. can get the is where you can get the discount and otherwise just go to the app store you know yeah. one of the easiest ways is just go to the app store and google play where right up there at the top yep yeah abide. yeah that's the simplest for people just go totally. to abide a-b-i-d-e um you know look it up get it um as soon as you can i i uh, i'm actually uh really enjoying it and i've just started it and uh especially once my friend told me he's like i never got such a great night's sleep and it's spiritual and in 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. So I would highly suggest everybody, everybody get rid of your loneliness and frustration of, from this COVID lockdown and in the like, um, Neil Alston, thanks so much for being here. This has been really great talking with you. I, I, uh, have learned a lot and, uh, I commend you for all that you're doing. Same. It's been a blessing. Thanks for giving me the time of the show. And I just wish your audience all the best. Um, may, may the Lord bless you. Thank you, you too. And um, thank everybody, all of you for listening to this episode of Fides Podcast with Neil Alston, uh, the co-founder of uh, Abide Bible App. Uh, check it out on, on uh, all your um, app applications uh, on your phones and the Google, or I'm sorry, the uh, the YouTube channel and uh, start using it and give us some feedback. Let us know, you know how it goes for you. Um, I, th I think you're really going to like it. So thanks so much for listening to this episode of Fides Podcast, and we will see you next time.